Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning and welcome to the Spotlight Show. I have been looking forward to today's show for a while. We have had on as a guest several times, Lori Richen. She has been doing regularly a series on Spotlight called Family First. Lori ran for political office. Uh, She's the mother of seven children. That's right, seven children. And uh, after going through trials and struggles of her own and being able to fortify her family and overcome those, Lori is now on a mission to help strengthen families. She is the author of an upcoming book that will be released here, I think, within the next couple of months. So we're really excited for that. And uh, she has actually been uh, to several events with me. I've gotten to meet her husband and a couple of her children, one of whom will be joining her on the show today. So Really excited to have on the show, uh, featured today by popular demand, Lori Richens. And Lori is actually going to be facilitating this show today, um, along with her son, Dustin. So we're really excited to have you. Lori, are you there? I am here. So good to hear from you, Allison. And I know you're going on a trip, and I wish you safe travels and have a wonderful time with your children. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm taking all four of my kids to New York City and to New Jersey to... uh, see where my parents and grandparents were born and uh, to uh, take them to Times Square and see all those sites. So, um, Lori, without further ado, I'm going to turn the show over to you. Thank you, Allison. Have a wonderful time. Today, I am so thrilled to be here. Allison and I actually met through Facebook. And uh, interestingly enough, we only lived about 40 miles apart from each other in Idaho, and yet we never knew each other. She lived in Star, and I lived in Fruitland and in Weezer for a bit. And we connected through Facebook, and so we're both Idahoans. I live in Idaho still, but I happen to be at a conference here in Phoenix. So I'm so pleased I could come in studio and I could um, kind of... Uh, host this special topic that we're going to discuss today. And my son, Dustin, are you there? Yes, good morning. Good morning, Dustin. I'm so pleased to have my son, Dustin, here. Dustin, you live in Albuquerque. You're child number two of our seven, and uh, you're actually traveling. Where are you this morning? I'm in uh, Salt Lake City. You're in Salt Lake. I'm doing a site visit. Okay, so you have a little bit of time to to kind of segregate yourself and to be my guest today. And I specifically chose Dustin because Dustin is a very warm, welcoming, insightful man. And I feel like he's going to be a, a really good contributor to the topic that we're going to be discussing today. Somebody posted recently this quote, and I wanted to share it because this is the theme of what our show is going to represent today. And so I'm going to read this quote. It's by Dale Carnegie. And it says, instead of condemning people, let's try to understand them by trying to figure out why they do what they do. It breeds sympathy, tolerance, and kindness, and to know all is to forgive all. And I come from a history with a lot of challenges, a lot of um, circumstances where I had to recover from pain. And it's really easy to pass judgment. It's really easy to carry the burden of... um, 
of passing judgment on people that you don't fully understand their life story. And so I thought some of the listeners today might be able to uh, identify and relate to the topic. Uh, Dustin, I'm going to have you pipe in in a minute, but first I'm going to share an experience that I had some years ago when my children were quite small, and I was living in uh, Oregon, actually, at the time. And I went in the room, I'm a person of faith, and I believe that God is the great orchestrator of our lives. And uh, I really do try to have him lead my life. And in this particular moment, I went into my room, and I knelt beside my bed, and I prayed for one specific request. I prayed that I would have wisdom, that I would have wisdom like unto Solomon of old. And an interesting thing happened when I said that prayer. The answer that I received was this, and I hope that the listeners really understand the the, um, relevancy of this response. This was my answer. It said, Lori, some wisdom can be granted, yet other wisdom must be earned. And I've thought about that, and I've thought about the challenges that I've experienced in life and the experiences that have actually enlarged my ability to understand people and understand pain more. And, uh, and so, Dustin, I, I want you to share what you remember about the story of Solomon and, and why I would feel like it was so critical to want to have the wisdom like unto Solomon of old from the Scriptures. Do you remember the story about Solomon? I do. Um, as, a, as a parent... Um, I have two young daughters, mm-hmm. and um, as I've as I've raised them, I've I've definitely related more to this particular story of Solomon, one that he's very known, well known for. Mm-hmm. So the common story is that two women um, claim to have the same child. Um, they had been, um, they had babies born around the same time. Um, one of the children passed away, and um, and both women were then claiming that this last child was was theirs. After much dispute, um, that scenario was brought forth to the King Solomon, and as he's discussing with both women, both are, are contending that this child is theirs. They were both very um, convincing and um, very um, stubborn in their, their expression that this child was their own. After much contemplation, Solomon simply said, let's cut the child in two, and we will mm-hmm. each give you half of the child." What I think is fascinating, very quickly, the the mother of that child, the actual biological mother, said, no, let's not do that. Um, I'd rather give up my child to this imposter than mm-hmm. um, and lose the life of this child in order to, to be equal, in order to um, despise this other woman. And so um, Solomon very quickly knew that the mother who sought to save the life of this child was the true mother and, and was able to, to give her child back to her. Um, and so as a parent, I can, I can envy um, the, and, and relate to that where really what you care most is, is for the life of your child, um, even if that meant I'm not the one who gets to, to raise that, that baby. And so that was a very wise um, thought that Solomon had and was able to help him discern who was the the correct mother of that that infant. 
I love that story because uh, in Proverbs, when you read through Proverbs, time and time again, you will see these two words put together, understanding and wisdom. And the counsel is to gain understanding first, and then you can have wisdom. And in Solomon's case, because he understood the love that a mother had for her child, the wisdom to do, to do what he did um, was very effective in deciding who, in fact, was the mother of that baby. And so, um, Dustin, I wanted to share an experience that I had with you as a mother many years ago when you were in high school and uh, how my understanding needed to be increased when you as my child had a need. And I, I remember very well you coming home from school one day, and I did as perhaps many mothers out there do, and your children come home and you have chores that they need to do, you have responsibilities that you want to give them, and uh, this was the case with you as well. And I remember you came up the stairs and and I, I must have asked you to do something. And, um, and I remember you pushed me, like you literally put your arms on my shoulders and you pushed me back. And I was just stunned. I was shocked that you would do something like this because you really were um, such, an, such an easy child and, uh, and, and just a really good boy. And yet suddenly I'm, I'm feeling and experiencing a lot of this frustration that you're having. And of course that wouldn't be acceptable as far as any behavior is concerned with a child and a mother. And so um, I corrected you, but I didn't really understand what the problem was. And uh, I remember being in my room and this television show came on, and it actually was a documentary about someone, one of the um, young men who did a shooting in a school. And uh, when she did a sh when uh, this young man did the shooting, of course, it was a shock to to everyone who um, uh, you know ended up. Discovering how much anxiety and frustration and anger this boy had, and there were a lot of deaths. And so something uh, really fascinating ended up occurring. This boy was from a broken family, and the, the, the parent that he was not living with, he actually called that parent and said, please, can I come and live with you? And that parent said, no, just wait for school to be done, and then you can come and be with me. And what this parent did not know was some of the trouble that this child was experiencing at school. And the other parent with whom this child lived would say things like, how was your day? And he'd say, fine. But he wasn't fine. And this documentary went on to say that he was bullied at school, that he was mistreated, that the group that was actually bullying him was also the group that had accepted him into it, into his, into their um, kind of um, you know boys friendship, and um, he had all of this pent up frustration. And finally, he ended up taking a weapon and going into the schools and shooting and killing and maiming others. And I remember watching the show and thinking. I do that as a parent. I ask my children, how were you? How was your day? And uh, I wondered, was I really getting the big picture? So you were downstairs in the living room, and I walked down there, and I said, Dustin, how are you being treated at school? And I remember your eyes filled up with tears, and you became you know, very uh, ashen almost. And I recognized that there was something that I had been missing. And then I found out that you were just experiencing some really stressful things at school. And by the time you came home, you took out that frustration on me, and you pushed me. And so 
my counsel, I'm a, I'm a personal and family empowerment coach. Dustin, you know that. Some of the audience members already are aware of this. So I advocate for helping families heal and feel whole again. And I remember well going downstairs in this conversation and finding out that you, in fact, had been bearing this burden that you just weren't equipped to carry. And so I said, Dustin, what do you need? Uh, do you need me to take you out of school? Do you need me to you know, talk to teachers? What is it that um, you are in need of? And you said nothing really, but you were just glad that I knew. And so I said, I said, son, if, there's, if, I, if you ever do that again, if you come home from school and you've had a hard day and I just step into mother mode and I expect you to rise up and, and do chores or do whatever it happens to be, I need you to signal to me and let me know that you need time, that you need to unwind, that you need to detox from the day, and I want to support you. Now, Dustin, do you remember any of that? Very vaguely. Uh, we talked about this in the year since, and um, I really don't remember that particular incident. Uh, I think a lot of people go through hard times in high school, and you're you're growing into your yourself. But but no, it wasn't. It obviously was memorable to you, but to me, it wasn't. And the point that I want to make about that is this: parents, when we handle well the situation with our children, they are able to let it go. And so I had a lot of experiences from my childhood that were never properly resolved, never properly addressed. And then into adulthood, I carried that burden still. And so I look back and at first I was a little perplexed because this was such a significant incident in our home. And um, I had concern about you. And of course, it, it made an imprint on me. But the fact that you could let it go and uh, that you could just go on and not have a residual effect of it really helped me to understand the power of what it feels like for a child to feel validated and listened to and supported and to have it uh, addressed in a healthy, productive manner. And Dustin, you've gone on to have a very successful life. You're successful in your business. You have this beautiful wife, a couple of beautiful children. And so um, tell me a little bit about uh, what you do now in your life, in your business and in, in other aspects. You travel around the world. And so you're around a lot of different people. What do you do to help the people in your environment feel understood and validated and you're you're obviously going to encounter people of different beliefs and different life experiences what do you do to help people to feel safe and listened to and honored and respected yeah that's a great question um i have a, an interesting career um, it's different than than i would have envisioned but i'm in the chemical logistics business and i specifically work with um, warehousing across many different countries to the streamline warehouse operations. I currently manage our, um, our warehouse management system and all of our inventory that goes in and out of our facilities. And so in that, that role, do a lot of process improvement and standardization. And I get a chance to, to travel to, to multiple facilities um, in different countries on occasion in order to, to see whether or not processes are being followed and what I can do to, to improve it. Um, something that's been... I find interesting is in different parts of the country within the U.S. as well as different nations, you have different personalities, you have different behaviors that are considered acceptable or insulting based off of um, what you do. Mm. And uh, and there are, there are stereotypes that we may envision being in the Northeast is very different than the South versus being on the, the West Coast. And so it's been 
um, a great experience to interact with people um, in in those different areas. When I oftentimes go into these facilities and I and I meet with the team, I'm in an opportunity to critique and to provide guidance on what can be be done different. And and so um, one thing that I found very helpful instead of going in and immediately observing and finding problems and, and bringing it to light um, in order to help them improve. The first thing I do is I have the teams come together and I introduce myself and I let them first voice their concerns, their mm-hmm. frustrations, op- their, their perceived opportunities for improvements and, and give them a safe environment to express themselves. And, and that immediately builds some trust between us. They know I'm there to help. Um, I'm not there to to get them in trouble if they didn't do something correctly. Um, I'm not there to escalate problems, but to, to be a resource. And so um, as, as we talked about early in the show and, and uh, leading up to it, um, it's so important that we come to understand each other mm-hmm. and that we, we don't um, make assumptions going into scenarios. Um, oftentimes I find when people are not following process, it's not because they are being insubordinate not because they're they're contentious and they want to to do something different. In many cases, they were either poorly trained mm. or they um, think what they're doing is actually better for the company, and they just haven't had an opportunity to voice that and and get it standardized elsewhere. And, and so, Dustin, we're going to have um, to take I, a break, and I want you to continue that when we come back. But we uh, turn over the time to our commercial, and uh, Dustin, I want you to expound a little bit on that. And also we had Destiny, who came in on our Facebook live feed, and she said, how do you um, engage and uh, improve your trust after hardships and lying? So we're going to address that as well. That's a really good question. Thanks, Destiny, for piping in and joining our show. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Tuesday at noon Pacific time at 3 p.m. Eastern time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Are you ready to be fabulous? You know, science has proven that women thrive in a tribe together. And now we invite you to join two fierce females, otherwise known as Sheila and Sarah, as they help you take the journey from flat to fabulous. It's fun, terrific stories and wise insight every week. Take better control of your life. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time for Life from Flat to Fabulous on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Create happiness now. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. 
Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad to be here, and we're going to hear a little bit more from Dustin in a minute. Dustin, did you want to finish sharing your story that I interrupted for the break? No, you're just fine. Um, I think just in in essence, when, especially with first impressions, it's so important that that you take advantage of those um, initial experiences with someone and you you build a, a relationship. And um, as I was mentioning before, my particular job now gives me an opportunity to critique and to, um, to find opportunities for improvement, um, but that will not be well received until I understand where they're coming from and, and their intentions, especially those that are, um, are not following process and they know it. Oftentimes it's for, a, in their idea, perceived, um, there's, there's a, a real reason why they're doing it, and it's, it's not because they're being um, rebellious, but they, they think what they're doing is actually better or right. And so giving people the benefit of the doubt and, and building relationships really helps you be more influential and help them rise to a, a new level of, of performance. I love that. And that leads me to, um, I want to address Destiny's question about how you build trust after lying. Um, And uh, Destiny, I want you to join in anytime you have something to contribute. But at this point, I'd really um, like to go to an experience I had not long ago. I've been traveling quite a bit. And I love people. I love sitting next to people and finding out their life story and and um, just, uh, you know, in- embracing what I would not normally be able to experience if I just stayed in the same location, although I love being home. I ended up sitting next to this woman, and uh, I had a very interesting conversation with her that I, I felt would be wise to share today, and it's a little uh, del- delicate subject, but it's one worthy of spending a little time on. Before I do that, I want to spotlight a show called Bella. I don't know um, how many people have actually heard of this movie. In some areas, it went under the radar. Dustin, have you ever seen that movie, Bella? I have. It's been a long time ago, but but Mm -hmm. I remember it was a good movie. Yeah, it was a very good movie. It is probably one of the best movies I have ever seen regarding somebody who's been wounded emotionally, whose trust had been betrayed, who um, was struggling with a a life-altering decision, and uh, how this circumstance was was resolved. And I want to read a quote by Mother Teresa. I'm actually writing a book called uh, Fortified 10 Strategies to Strengthen Your Family While Building Your Business. And this is what Mother Teresa said. Um, This is in chapter one of my book. She said, everybody today seems to be in such a terrible rush, anxious for greater developments and greater riches and so on, so that children have very little time for their parents, parents have very little time for each other, and in the home begins the disruption of peace of the world. 
And I, Dustin, you know how um, coming from a challenging background like I did, I tried really hard as a mother to create a home of peace and to be patient and to spend time talking with you children when we were growing, when you were growing up. Do you remember the times where I would lay in bed next to you and we would have long conversations? Yes. Yes, we, we did that often. Yep. Well, in this movie, Bella, there comes a moment where a woman's character named Nina is a is a she's a waitress at this restaurant, and the man that owns the restaurant has a certain criteria that if you are late three times, you are fired. Well, this woman ends up showing uh, up the third day, and she's very sick. She's pregnant. He doesn't know that she's pregnant. So she's had terrible morning sickness, and she shows up late, and he gets very upset, and he fires her on the spot. Well, the owner of the restaurant, his brother, is the main chef, and the main chef sees this woman being fired and turning away, and he has a choice. He has a choice to either go about his business, or he recognizes this girl is in a crisis, and he has to decide, do I go to her, or do I fulfill my daily responsibility? In this case, the show um, so beautifully depicts this conflict and how he chooses to address this woman's needs. He really doesn't know her very well, but he abandons his brother, which of course creates problems, but he recognizes that she needs him more than his brother needs him. So he ends up spending the day with her and finds out that she is expecting a baby. And uh, she's torn. She's not sure if she's going to keep the baby or if she's going to actually abort the child. In this particular moment, she's deciding to abort the baby. And he handles this incredibly well. He handles it with grace and patience. And rather than stepping into a state of condemnation because he um, doesn't support that decision personally, something he would not advocate for, but instead of passing judgment, he simply listens. Not only does he listen, he spends his entire day with her. And clearly she's wounded, she's scared, she doesn't have the support from the f- uh, from, of the father for, for this baby, and so he just wants to learn more. And he takes her to his home, where, her pa- where his parents are, and she gets to experience this beautiful family environment. And her eyes are open. She's suddenly recognizing how beautiful a family life can be, but hers had not been favorable. It had been harsh. There had been a lot of loss, a lot of disappointment. And these people just took her in and allowed her to feel loved and accepted and honored and to give her time to think about her decision. And I personally am pro-life, but perhaps Perhaps there are others out there who are pro-choice, and I want people to understand that the time that is necessary to understand each other's circumstances and perspective is not necessarily going to be immediate. It's going to take some patience. It's going to take some validation and respect. And this movie unfolds in this beautiful, beautiful way where you get to see how this friendship develops and the decision that she ultimately makes with this baby. I recommend 
anyone listening to this show to watch that movie, whether they're pro-choice or whether they're pro-life. There will be a great deal of respect for um, both um, perspectives. And uh, it just shows what kind of an outcome can happen when somebody allows patience to prevail when there's pain. And I happened to be sitting on um, the plane uh, with this trip that I was having, and this woman sitting next to me was about my age. And while she was sitting uh, in the plane next to me, I was listening and learning about her. And then I got to hear some really personal things. Well, because I'm a personal and family empowerment coach, there's in my own life experiences, there's very little that I haven't been exposed to. There's very little that um, would shock me. And so as I talked to this woman and listened to her circumstances, she opened up and shared that she was born into a Christian home, but there was a conflict. The father um, lived a certain way in public, but he was not safe and private. And she did not feel like um, she was raised in a necessarily safe environment. She ended up marrying a man who was not a healthy partner for her, her. He did drugs. He did some other things. It was not a healthy environment for her to raise her two children, and yet she stayed in this relationship. So rather than condemning her, I was just simply asking questions like, why would you do that? Why would you stay in a relationship where your children are at risk? And like the show Bella, she was able to express what it feels like as a woman when you don't feel safe and where you don't feel like you have a place to go to. And that was the situation with her. And eventually she broke off with her husband. She ended up having a relationship briefly with a man and she got pregnant. And this man didn't want the baby. And this woman was put in this really challenging predicament. And um, she chose to not keep that baby. And I sat beside her and I listened and felt her agony and I felt her anguish. It was not something that she wanted to do. And so I said, why did you choose that then? And she knew that I was loving her and I wasn't passing judgment. And she said, I didn't feel like I had anywhere else to go. I didn't feel like I could bring a child into that circumstance. I was already in a very complicated situation. Well, the reason why I was sitting next to this woman was because she had left her husband and she was now going to live with her daughter. And her daughter was grown and she had children of her own now. And I said, well, what's your relationship like? And she said, you know, the ironic thing is my daughter actually did a paper in high school that was an, it was a pro-life paper. And she has no idea that I made this decision earlier in life. And I said, you know, I feel like my life was built and based on lies. And I would find out in my adulthood the circumstances regarding um, how I was born and, and the fact that my father's, you know, the person whose name was on my birth certificate was actually not my dad, and I would spend 20-some years searching for him. And I really wished that my mom would have stepped forward and just given me more information, helped me to understand more of the circumstances that she had been in so that I could comprehend why she made some of the decisions that she did. And so I asked this woman, I said, you know, as a daughter, I really wish that I could have those heartfelt conversations with my mom. So can I encourage you? I want to encourage you to talk to your daughter and to share the things that are, are, are 
burdening you, the things that you've been carrying for such a long time, you fear not being accepted, you fear being judged, you're trying to develop trust in relationships, I really encourage you to go and have a heart-to-heart conversation with your daughter. And interestingly, she ended up messaging me not long after that, and I will probably never see this woman again. But she said she opened up and she talked to her daughter and she shared the events of what had happened all those years ago. And it actually really connected her children, her to her children. And it ended up being a very sweet reunion instead of something that would create a barrier. And we live in a day where so many secrets will inevitably be revealed. For instance, I ended up searching for my dad for 20-some years. I didn't have a name. He didn't know I existed. And Ancestry.com is what connected us. And so Destin, um, you know, in answer to Destiny's question about how do you develop trust when you feel like it's been broken, when it's been based on lies, what would you like to contribute to that? How do you feel about being honest in, especially in family relationships? Yeah, that's a, it's a difficult question. I mean, when you look at divorce rates and um, how many children have conflicts with parents and they, they, they don't have speaking terms for, for years, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's way too common and it's certainly a, an issue that needs addressed. I think you have to be open. We need to, to air those grievances and, and help people um, express their, their frustrations, their concerns. And then start the healing process. Unfortunately, because they're they're they're, on, they're not on speaking terms, and and families stop communicating, um, it becomes impossible to, to heal those wounds. And so, um, I think those that are, are victims of that mistrust have a voice that needs to be heard. They they mm-hmm. need to express the the challenge with that. Oftentimes, they want to make sure that the perpetrator um, understands the the consequences of of that mistrust and mm-hmm. um, and once they can express that and it can be if it can be received in a welcoming and 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 a sincere way then I think you can start moving forward um, and but Dustin, ultimately those conversations need to be had they, mm-hmm. they can't be avoided and families are way too important to um, to just go throughout life. Um, never communicating, never rebuilding those important relationships. And some of those ra- relationships really are difficult to um, to heal, but this is uh, one of the the ways that I help address this with my clients as as a life coach, as an empowerment coach, helping families heal. So this is what I call the FIX solution, FIX. First of all, we must have faith that all experiences that we have will eventually work together for our good. I've certainly found that, Dustin, you're you're a son of mine. You've seen me overcome a lot of difficulties and heal from a lot of trauma. And in the end, I find that it made me more of a mother. It made me more aware of of what I needed to do better. And uh, hopefully you children were the beneficiary of that. Uh, after having faith that all things will eventually work together for your good, the next step is the I, the F and then the I. And this is where people struggle because people don't want to look to their past. People don't want to peer into the painful part of their life. So they try and stay a step ahead of the pain. But what's necessary is actually to identify the life lesson from the experiences that you have had. And when you're willing to actually go to that painful place and actually 
identify the lesson that gives um, wisdom to not only yourself, but to your posterity, then you recognize the value in the experience no matter how difficult it was. And so that was one thing, Dustin, do you remember growing up where I would often say, Dustin, I need to share this principle with you, or I need to pass this wisdom on to you. Do you remember conversations like that? Yeah. Yeah, it was oftentimes um, when we're sitting on the bed and we're we're just chatting towards the end of the day. Um, but, but yeah, I think that we'd go on long drives and we would talk. Those were Those were very important and helpful conversations. Yes. And so what are, um, I'm trying to read this, what are uh, power, where our power lies in identifying the life lessons and then passing it down to our generations that follow after us? If we go back to the beginning portion of uh, our, our show today, I talked about how some wisdom can be granted and other wisdom must be earned. So good parenting takes the life lessons. A good parent will take the life lessons that they have had and make sure then to pass that down to the next generation so we can gift them the wisdom that they've gained. They will have their own trials. They will have their own life experiences to give them wisdom. But we can spare them a lot of pain if we're willing to share what we know. This mother ended up doing this. This mother gave information to her daughter and helped her to she presented herself as human and and helped her daughter to understand what it was like to be put in that life situation. Now, um, I want to wrap up with the X. The X is then to explain what you've learned to anyone that you feel can benefit from the knowledge that you've gained. So I can't go back and I can't change the past, but I can sure use it to empower my children and my grandchildren, and I can use it to pass wisdom down to my friends. You know, I often, Dustin, you know, I like to go for walks and sometimes I'll invite a friend along and uh, I have one particular friend. She says, Lori, just talk. Just let me walk with you and talk. She didn't have the life experiences that I did. She had a relatively um, safe and happy childhood. And so she loves when I share what I learned from my life experiences. And so that helps us to heal when we know that people find value in what it is that we've, in the fire that we've ended up um, having to pass through. So Dustin, do you want to add a little bit to that before we break in about 30 seconds? Yeah. Um, so that reminds me of a quote dad would often say growing up, a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Mm. And, and so there's a lot of challenges that people have gone through in life that you can avoid because there's books, there's movies, there's stories that, that share those insights. And so that's been my motto. You're going to face enough challenges in life, um, just inherent in mortality. Um, avoid the ones that can be, and often that's done by, by following the example of others and trying to be wise, not just smart. I love that, Dustin. That's a perfect way to end this. We're going to go for a break. And Dustin, I'll be talking to you in just a second. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success 
is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. You're tuned in. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. This is Lori Richens filling in for Allison, my good friend and mentor, and I've been a regular guest on her show, and today I get the, the opportunity to be the host along with my son Dustin, who's my guest. Dustin, I wanted to share another experience that I had being on a plane coming here to Phoenix, actually. I had to get up about 4.30 in the morning to catch an early flight out of Boise, and I was very tired. I was thinking maybe I could catch a little nap on the plane, but uh, I was one of the last ones on the, the airline, on the airplane, and I happened to be in the very last row of the plane as well. And I, I sat down, and I sat next to this man who was um, very smiley. He was an older gentleman, had a baseball cap on, glasses, and a white beard. And uh, he just was very approachable and friendly, and I realized that I was tired, and he was talkative, and I was not going to get a little bit of rest on this plane. So I just succumbed to it, and I listened to him, and I asked more questions, and I I really grew to to appreciate this man and and some of the life experiences that he had. And as I listened and learned more, even though I'm a mentor, I always want to be a student to learn from other people. And so I like asking questions of people, finding out about their life experiences. And sometimes I use it with my clients. Sometimes I use it when I come on the radio show. 
In this particular case, um, again, I, I said this earlier, I believe God is the great orchestrator of our lives. And in the movie Bella, the opening line says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. So I had planned on resting a bit on the plane, and of course, I ended up encountering this really, really interesting man. And so as I sat and listened to, to some of his life experiences, as he was talking, he, he ended up saying, you know, something really interesting happened not long ago. I ended up finding out I had a daughter that I didn't know existed. And uh, one of those ancestry kits, you know, ended up helping me to uh, find her. And so my ears perked because he had absolutely no idea that the same thing had happened to me. And I realized that um, I needed to learn something from this man. And so my father, my birth father is in his late 70s. This man's about 70. And so I asked him, um, you know, to tell me more about, you know, how that came about being. And he grew up in a mining community in Nevada. I grew up in a mining community in Minnesota. He, um, he talked about, uh, you know, what the culture was like there. It was very similar to mine. And, um, and he said that his parents had been killed in a car crash when he was 20. And he had just been married about a month previously, and he ended up having to raise his singular sibling. She was a daughter, a, a girl who was 15 years old. And uh, very soon after, his wife uh, was expecting a baby, but she couldn't handle the stress and the challenge of having this teenage girl in the home. So she left him. So um, she took her baby with him, and so he was left to raise this, this sibling on his own. And he had a lot of pain. His grandparents died um, w shortly within that time as well. So he didn't really have mentors. He didn't really have people to help him cope with his loss and his pain. So he ended up weaving in and out of relationships. He was 30 years old at one point and married an 18-year-old girl. He said he really felt bad about that. That was not a good match. Um, he ended up marrying twice afterwards, ended up divorcing. In fact, he's a bit of a vagabond now. He, he feels trapped in relationships, and he doesn't do very well long term. And I thought that was really interesting um, because I was kind of applying that to, to some of the life experiences that I had at a as a child when my mom was married multiple times and trying to stay ahead of her pain. And I, I asked Joe, I said, were you looking for fulfillment? What, what was it that you were searching for? What was your challenge? And it basically boiled down to this, the, the very thing that I've already stated. People try to stay a step ahead of their pain, and they don't really know how to cope with the loss or the disappointment. Sometimes there's abuse, sometimes there's neglect. Um, I was at a conference recently and I was being interviewed uh, by Shavon and uh, I, I expressed that as a as a family coach, I've had clients, I've had women say that they were raped in high school and they never told their parents. And so there's this secret that they've kept all of these years, and then they go on to be mothers, and they go on to be wives, and they have this pain, and then they don't know how to have a healthy relationship as a mother and a wife. And, and so a lot of families break with these burdens that they're carrying. So I asked this man, his name was Joe, and um, I said, Joe... Thank you for telling me your, your life experience. Um, I'm actually a daughter version of you, you know, finding someone. And because I was discovered, you know, later as far as finding my dad. And, um, and I said, can I give you some counsel? Can I give you some advice? And I said, if I could speak on behalf of your daughter, I would really encourage you to simply ask her this question. What do you need from me? 
she might not need anything. She might need her family history. She might need an embrace. She might need to just check in with them every once in a while. She might need counsel and comfort. She might need to talk about some of her life experiences and have her father hear it. But I said, just ask that simple question, what do you need from me as your father? And then I said, if I never see you again, Joe, if I never get to hear from you again and I never see you again, how do you want me to remember this experience that we've had together, this conversation that we've shared? What pearl of wisdom do you have to give me? And this is what he said. In fact, I'm going to be talking about this on stage in just a little bit when I'm done with this show. I thought it was so profound. This is what he said. Don't spend 30 years of your life living in chaos. And then he said, I'm trying to think with a second thing. Don't spend 30 years of your life living in chaos. And then he said, um, don't hide from your life. And then the last thing he said was, learn how to handle it. And right away, it brought to my attention the reason behind the book that I am writing, Fortified, 10 Strategies to Strengthen Your Family. And it happens to be attached to while building your business, but it's for anyone who's wanting to fortify their family. In my book, I give people tools on how to handle their life, how to face their pain, how to overcome the struggles and disappointments of their life so they can be healthy parents for the next generation. And Joe was still smiling, and when I got off the, pain, or off the plane, um, I thought, what a special opportunity I had to kind of be a voice for the daughter. He was so willing to be taught and, uh, and to listen, and he was able to give me counsel and a perspective of what it was like to be a dad, just moving in and out of relationships because he didn't, really find um, what it was like to give him fulfillment because he was trying to stay a step ahead of the pain. So I felt like that was a really orchestrated moment and, and something that I wanted to share with the listeners today about the wisdom, the pearl of wisdom that he gave me. Learn how to handle your life. Reach out and uh, find resources to help you. I'm certainly one of those resources. There are others out there that can listen to your pain and suffering and give you tools to cope so that you don't have to carry that any longer. And first and foremost, not only for yourself, but to not pass that pain down to your children. Dustin, with, with the background that I've had, would you tell me, do you feel like, um, like you've experienced some of that pain as well, or do you think I was able to intercept that and help you to just gain the knowledge from it? What, what, would, what would your perspective be? Yeah, I think you've, as a young child, I didn't, I, I didn't know some of that, that background, but as I got older, I mean, you've obviously been more transparent about some of those challenges you had. And no, I think our ch my childhood and those of my my siblings were were excellent. It's it's amazing how how quickly you can reverse the pain and the challenges mm -hmm. um, within a single generation. I, I lived in West Virginia for a couple of years, and there's a lot of economic challenges there, and you would see generational poverty going back three, four, five generations, and they never learned. In some cases, they never learned how to overcome it. And yet you could find one person who 
who excelled, who, who wanted a different lifestyle, and immediately within one generation that had been changed. Mm-hmm. Um, that can happen economically. It can happen um, emotionally from the trauma. And so I think as individuals, I mean, you've often said, Mom, that um, sometimes your entire purpose in life is to absorb all of the hate and the, the anguish that the world has to offer, but from you go forth love. And, and you can do that um, as, as human beings, as parents, as mentors, and leaders in this world. You, we have tremendous ability to, to either stop something that's bad or to initiate something that's good. I love that stop something that's bad or initiate something that's good. So in reference to um, the quote that you just gave, yes, I would say this statement. I attended a conference many, many years ago, and this man who was speaking shared this really profound statement, and I felt like the room stood still. I felt like what he said was totally for me, and perhaps there are others listening right now who feel like it's for them as well. And this is what the man said. He said, for some of you in this room, your greatest mission, perhaps your only mission, will be to absorb all the hate, pain, and anger of life, and from you go forth love. And we have the ability to do that. We have the ability to transform and put in check that pain so that it it kind of ends up being neutralized in us so that our children don't have to be the recipients of that. That's a divine work. We're capable of doing it. It's something I know we will be blessed long term for. I know over the years as you as you children have gotten older and I've shared more with you regarding some of my life experiences, there's been such a, um, a constant flow of gratitude and, and love that you children are now giving me for um, being willing to transform that dysfunction into a positive, happy family dynamic. And you're doing the same. I think the most rewarding thing is actually seeing my children go on to produce happy, um, healthy home environments um, of their own. So we, we do definitely have a lot of power. Dustin, we're about to wrap up the show. How would you like to finish um, our topic today? Give me about 30 seconds of what you would like to share. If I never see you again, Dustin, if I never hear from you again, what is it you'd want me to remember from this conversation? That's a, that's a great question. I would say <laughs> And don't underestimate the, the power that's within you. We, mm-hmm. we all have um, a tremendous amount of influence to, to make this world a better place. And um, it, it all begins with relationships. I, re, I listened to a quote recently from Stephen R. Covey who said, far more important than the technical elements of a deal is the quality of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And as we truly seek to understand, um, we will gain the wisdom and the insight to to help other people become better, to help ourselves become better, and to um, ultimately make this world a more enjoyable place for, for generations that come after us. I love that. I love Stephen R. Covey. So as we close the show today, I just want to um, give a reminder about the show Bella. If anyone wants to to really watch a beautiful relationship unfold because of patience and understanding and respect, Um, You have been listening to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. My name is Lori Richens. I am so thankful that I've had the opportunity to host today and to be with my son, Dustin. Uh, I just want to finish with this note. Don't forget to smile. It reminds people that there's still some good in the world. Have a great day, everybody. 
you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. AICPA Engage 2019 offers limitless possibilities to engage your value. The AICPA Engage 2019 event happens June 9th through June 13th at the MGM Grand in lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. There are four full days of sessions at the event, plus a two-day weekend workshop beforehand taking place on June 8th and 9th. You can attend any session or 